welcome to my Plant Medicine Journey podcast. This is Daniel Rios Romero, uh, and today I have uh, the privilege to interview my friend Taylor. Uh, I met Taylor down in Austin uh, at a little community event, and um, I was out there strumming on the ukulele, and uh, she was talking about how she wanted to get into it. So she picked it up, taught her a couple of... Uh, uh, chords and she was playing, uh, I'm yours in a couple of minutes. Uh, since then we stayed uh, connected through the IGs and we have a lot of mutual friends out in the Austin area. And, um, I, I gathered a few of them, uh, to come down to Monterey, Mexico and hang out with my friend Dulce. And, uh, she's been, she was being called at the time to, uh, find herself some teachers, uh, down in, uh, Latin America. And she came out uh, with a journey, leading to a journey. She had a, a bit of a, a tough uh, drive from Austin there. Uh, but when she got there, uh, we, we stepped in right away to uh, a very profound cacao ceremony from uh, some of my friends and teachers and uh, uh, two people that uh, Taylor got to work with. I'm sure we'll talk about them today on the show. Uh, and she's really just been uh, devoting herself and uh, working with cacao and, and cacao is a beautiful me- medicine that uh, doesn't get I- enough attention, uh, but it can really teach people how to uh, work with intention, ceremony, uh, and dive into your heart to, to find answers and, and understanding. So, Taylor, so happy to have you here. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Danny. I'm so happy to be here and be able to talk about this beautiful medicine. It's really become a staple of my life over the past year. I know it's, uh, I love going to your IG and, and watching you either uh, prepping people for a journey or, or you talk about cacao and intentions. And, uh, you know, I, I've met other people that work with cacao um, and the way you're devoting yourself to the practice. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful to, uh, to see and, and whatnot. But uh, I would love to uh, uh, learn uh, more about you, who you are, and and how you came into the world of like plant medicine, even even before cacao. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> wow. Where to begin? <laughs> who I am. So I think uh, something, a few things that are important to note, kind of in my journey. Um, which really my journey with plant medicine has just been in the past, let's say, two years. Um, so mm-hmm. not that seasoned in it um, as far as length of time goes. But um, I was really deep into the Christian world at the time. I kind of got into Christianity at a later age, around the age of 18. Uh, and then two years ago at 28, kind of made my way out of the Christian church after starting to really allow myself to doubt for the first time, uh, allow myself to question, open myself up to new perspectives, and plant medicines were a huge part of that for me. And um, so, yeah, about two years ago, made my way out of the Christian church and made my way out of a marriage as well that was really just connected to um, the Christianity piece and kind of started on this whole journey of self-exploration for what felt like the first time. And mm-hmm. um, like I said, just opening myself up to new community, to new ideas, to new experiences. And um, through that process over the past two years have felt way more connected to 
God, the infinite, the divine than I ever have before. So it's been really a beautiful journey. Uh, how's that transition for you? Those, uh, you know, it, it, it's a lot of, a lot of things you're adding to your lifestyle and removing, mm-hmm. uh, how, how have you dealt with those and how, how have you experienced them? Yeah. You know, it's been surprisingly smooth. You know, if I tell people, oh yeah, I, I left a religion and I left a marriage of four years and, um, started introducing plant medicines into my body and opening my consciousness, it feels like it would be a lot. And of course it was, you know, if you look at the big picture, it does seem like a lot, but it felt natural in my body and in my psyche and in my heart the entire time. And I think that's what kept me on this path and made those transitions quite smooth. Um, at least that's how it felt at the time. Gotcha. Uh, that's good to hear. Cause, uh, you know, I often hear, uh, a lot of, a lot of stories when people are stepping away from, um, religious communities and there's a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. And so I'm, I'm happy to hear you've had smooth transitions and, yeah. Um, so this, uh, awakening, this, uh, exploratory phase of your life, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what's some of the, the work you've done, uh, that led you to the conversation of cacao today? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and I will say as smooth as it was, I definitely did process a lot of grief. Um, and you know, that was kind of ongoing through the past two years and obviously grief still comes up, um, in a, a matter of different ways, but yeah, I would say mm-hmm. a lot of the work, um, some with plant medicines, some not, um, it really has a lot to do with community. But one of the first things I did coming out of the Christian church and coming out of that marriage was, um, to seek out therapy, uh, with psilocybin and MDMA and, mm-hmm. uh, ended up doing a therapy session. And just in one session, uh, with the MDMA mm-hmm. and the psilocybin, I was able to, really rewrite a lot of the narratives and stories that I'd picked up from my time in the church that didn't sit well in my body Mm -hmm. and in my heart and was able to process a lot of um, this shame and guilt I was feeling kind of from the masculine side of things coming out of the marriage. Uh, So Mm -hmm. that was a huge kind of launching point to uh, this period of exploration. And I think from there, like I said, it had a lot to do with community, just opening myself up to people um, that, yeah, were on different pathways and people that were mm-hmm. really, really loving. Um, sometimes I think it's some of the like most loving people I've come across in my whole life. <laughs> gotcha. That's been a huge part. Yeah. And, you know, for you know, me, uh, a lot of people who are, are going through this stage of their life that are looking for community, um, find it. And I remember going through this phase as well, and I was just saying yes to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> any recommendations that you have uh, for people who um, are seeking to, like, change the average of people they hang out with, uh, mm-hmm. uh, build a community, uh, any, anything from your, that aspect of your journey. Cause I, I think that's, uh, at, you know, at community is as important as, as anything. So I uh, would love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are definitely sometimes it is called for this stage of saying yes to, you know, 
many things or everything kind of like you touched on, but I think a big point for me was, uh, and I think, you know, available to everyone is really learning my yeses and my nos. Um, mm-hmm. and for me, I feel them really deeply in my body and that wasn't always the case. It was kind of a learning curve of, uh, learning what mm-hmm. a yes felt like in my body, what a no felt like in my body. And, that can apply to many different things in life. So whether or not mm-hmm. you're deciding about going on an experience or whether or not you're deciding, um, you know, to spend time with a certain person or get to know a certain person better, um, really understanding the body's um, divine intelligence and your, you know, natural intuition. And like I said, learning those yeses and nos, and then it just becomes a point of actually being able to apply them. So then we get more into the, mm-hmm. you know, how do you speak your truth? How do you use your voice? Which is a, a journey in and of itself. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Thank you for, for, for sharing that. And, and uh, I know that definitely is going to land for uh, a lot of people who are in that uh, transition of their life. Um, so you go into uh, some therapy work, uh, some, mm-hmm. some guided therapy. Uh, and, uh, what you know, your li- life starts, uh, uh, being very different from there. Uh, mm-hmm. please tell us more. <laughs> yes. Yes. Life became very different from there. Um, and yeah, like I said, just started opening myself up to new experiences. And one of those experiences was, um, ending up going to Monterey with you guys. Um, and it was a really funny way of how I got there in more ways than one. And, um, I think it's important to note that, uh, you know, for whoever's listening, it might sound a little weird or different or woo woo, but leading up to saying yes to this, you know, retreat, this, uh, time in, in Mexico with you all, I was starting to experience just some disease in my body, mostly in my belly. And of course, you know, dealing with a lot of transitions and changes and highs and lows during this time, but I was really kind of honed in and focused on something happening in my belly that didn't feel right and uh, spoke with some different healers and teachers and um, just people that I trust and ended up getting several confirmations that I was just carrying some sort of energy. Some people called it an entity (laughs) that Mm -hmm. wasn't serving me. You know, it wasn't necessarily negative, but it wasn't serving me. And I remember specifically talking to a woman and she said that this energy or entity, entity, whatever we want to name it, uh, would respond well to heat. And Mm -hmm. I remember talking to you And still unsure of whether or not I want to go to Mexico because I honestly didn't really know you or anybody that was going super well at the time. And it was out of my Mm -hmm. comfort zone to say yes to something like that. And I remember asking you, you know, will there be a sweat lodge (laughs) at Temescal? And you said yes. And that was the deciding factor for me. Okay. I was like, Mm -hmm. great. I'll be there. This thing is really throwing me for a loop. I want to sweat this thing out. Um, cacao wasn't even really on my radar at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a really, you know, beautiful confirmation for me that a lot of times things that are leading us down a certain path lead us to something totally different and expand us and open us up to way more possibilities than we can even imagine at the time of saying yes to something. And so that was the case for me, uh, getting myself to Monterey and, um, 
yeah, like you said, it was a, quite a journey for, for Chris and mm-hmm. I to get down there, which made it even more hilarious and um, even better of a, a story and an experience for myself. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, uh, I love that you follow the heat uh, and that guided you to a different mm-hmm. medicine. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, the the people that, uh, that led that ceremony uh, they, I, I met them a few years ago in a cacao ceremony mm. and I was blown away, uh, from that experience. And so for me, uh, having, uh, special people in my life, uh, come and have that experience, uh, it's, it's super cool. Cause, uh, uh, you know, I, I haven't, I, I haven't said in a ceremony that, that you lead, uh, everybody puts their own medicine. Uh, but what they're able to combine together is, is something very profound. Um, and I know we'll go deeper into, uh, that ceremony itself, but, uh, yeah, I would love to hear about like, you know, how, how that week unfold, that weekend unfolded for you and, and what led, you know, what, what the heat, the, the heat actually work and, and cause I actually don't know this. Uh, and, and would love to learn more, more about how you, uh, just why you dove deeper to, to cacao and, yeah. and, and, and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, kind of like we touched on the, the heat, the idea of, um, you know, heat kind of acting on this negative energy that I was carrying was the driving factor of me going down to Mexico and with you guys. And <clears throat> yeah, it was quite a journey to get there. Um, Chris and I <laughs> ran into some trouble. It took, way longer than we thought it was going to take, turned around a couple of times. And I think we both just knew that we were supposed to be there and we just, you know, believed it in our hearts and our minds and um, somehow ended up in Monterey with all of you guys. And uh, I think it was, we didn't have much time to kind of settle in uh, right before going into the cacao ceremony. And I remember hitting um, uh, a bag and not realizing that maybe it was not just tobacco. Um, and <laughs> you know, I was coming off a kind of a crazy drive down there, not really feeling comfortable with, you know, my level of how much I knew everybody there. And then, um, perhaps, you know, took part in a little cannabis, you know, unknowingly, and then was even more <laughs> ungrounded. And so I was just basically so that, floating. That is not the first time that has happened. So I, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. Uh, and <laughs> and, and what she means by bags is uh, uh, a volcano vaporized uh, herbs. Right. So, right. Like, yes. What was she talking about hitting those bags? Uh, <laughs> yes. And so I just kind of floated into that cacao ceremony and, um, I remember thinking and just feeling so much anxiety going into it Um, because, again, I wasn't with, you know, you have your people. And at the time, I wasn't with my people, at least didn't feel like it quite at the time. And, um, yeah, had a lot of anxiety. You you, you became my people when we shared that ukulele. So I was like, we're good. That's true. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. And, um which I still play, by the way. I've been learning more songs uh, throughout the past awesome. few months. So. <laughs> let's, let's jump out soon. I would love that. I would love that. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of the state I was entering into that cacao ceremony that first night that we were all together. And, um, yeah, with, with Carlos and Michelle. And, 
I, I think it was like a three hour cacao ceremony. I didn't even really keep track of the time, but like you said, just the way that they weave everything together is really beautiful and really magical. And I remember it was within, you know, a few minutes of drinking the cacao really and, and listening to their voices, their instruments, um, just their direction of our bodies. I felt like I was coming home. For the first time mm-hmm. uh, that's really what it felt like in my body and uh, it's interesting because i thought that the heat the tamas cow which we did towards the end of our time there in mexico i thought that was going to be the thing that moved this you know we'll call it negative energy um, that i was holding on to and it was actually that very first cacao ceremony that moved it um, mm. and so it was a really eye-opening experience for me into how energetic of a medicine cacao can be so this whole time it has been internal heat not external exactly (laughs) yeah that's crazy yeah uh very very cool um and and and, you know talking back to this like negative energy this you know and and uh, we can get woo in that space too (laughs) uh but it's 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 something that you know i i experienced uh before i got into this more mystical spaces of my life Mm-hmm. Um, and, and oftentimes it, it's just, you know, you feel this like stuckness, mm-hmm. uh, and there's like what I could describe it now as, as like energy blockage. Like you just feel something stuck mm-hmm. and heavy. Uh, how are you, how are you experiencing that like physically and, and how did that change, uh, after, uh, this cacao ceremony? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, physically I was feeling a lot of it in my actual belly. Um, and so it kind of, like you said, felt like sort of a heaviness, um, and just uneasiness there in my belly. And, um, yeah, it almost felt like I couldn't quite concentrate or couldn't quite feel the joy that I wanted to feel because once I had an awareness of that energy block or that, you know, excess energy that wasn't mine, um, it was all I could put my awareness on. And Mm -hmm. so it took up a lot of my capacity to experience, you know, outside of that energetic block. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I, I don't, I don't even know if I could explain in words what happened during that cacao ceremony to move that energy. But all I know is I walked in with all of that anxiety and, you know, unsteadiness and, something magical transpired over that three to four hours. And then I walked out feeling like I was home, like I was with family, um, like energy was moving swiftly in my body. Um, yeah, it was just really beautiful. Beautiful. And I mean, now that we're in the cacao, uh, topic mm-hmm. and I know uh, a little bit after that, uh, Michelle and Carlos, uh, were, uh, hosting a, a class on working with cacao. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you've been, uh, deep in that space, uh, uh, working with cacao. Uh, I, I would l- love to hear from you, like, uh, about the medicine, uh, about, you know, uh, some of the science that is known behind it, some of the history, whatever you got, you know, I, I know yeah. people would love to, uh, learn about, learn <clears throat> more about this beautiful medicine. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, Carlos and Michelle, before we even left Mexico, uh, mentioned they were running an online course, and I think I signed up for it before I even left Mexico, and it started about a month later. So I ended up doing, I believe it was about two and a half month training with them um, and a few other people as well. And it was just the most beautiful two and a half months uh, because, you know, we hopped on ceremony led by them once a week and it was like a two hour ceremony even online uh, every week and they all had different themes to them and uh, they taught us so much, like you said, on the, the science behind it, even, you know, ethical farming and production of cacao and um, all of the synergistic medicines that go along with it. And yeah, it was just really, really really eye-opening and uh, I mean to dive into a little bit of background to cacao I think the Mayans started drinking cacao in about 600 AD and the Aztecs after that started producing these large cacao farms in Mexico so at one point I think about 97 percent of the cacao came from Mexico whereas now mm -hmm. we see it produced all over the world um, but yeah cacao it goes from the tree to the fruit, to the pod, to the seeds, and then the seeds are fermented and roasted and then they're ground into a paste. And that's what we have as this, we'll call it ceremonial grade cacao, which is a, a big difference between that and a lot of the chocolate that we might eat um, or see kind of in stores today, which mm -hmm. go through a different processing. Um, but yeah, the cacao you know, plant is amazing for you from a medicinal standpoint it the thing I always like to touch on because we even talked about it earlier the difference between you know the external heat and the internal heat is cacao when you drink it um it is a vasodilator and so what that means is it opens up your blood vessels and so people talk about cacao opening your heart and it, it legitimately does from a scientific and medicinal standpoint yeah is it dilates the blood vessels. And so blood can move a lot more freely, uh, which means liquid in your body can move a lot more freely. And a lot of times we carry so much of our emotions in the liquids in our body. So if you think about purging through sweat or through tears, um, that's a lot of emotions <clears throat> um, or energy that we're able to release. And cacao can help us get there because it mm -hmm. opens us up. Um, and then you know, also, you know, from a medicinal standpoint, there are just so many beautiful uh, minerals and um, just so many beautiful, um, I want to say, uh, I'm blanking on the word, but it's just so many beautiful things in cacao. And mm -hmm. one of the things that I always love to touch on is that cacao carries naturally um, what we call the bliss molecule, which is PEA. Mm -hmm. And this bliss molecule is actually released highest in uh, humans during orgasm. And so this exists mm -hmm. within cacao, which again kind of points to the love, the heart opening uh, that you might experience when drinking cacao. That is awesome information. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't know about uh, the, the last uh, aspect of, uh, uh, of, of, was it a, a hormone? What exactly happens uh, uh, with that? Yeah, they call it the bliss molecule. It's PEA. You know, I might butcher how it's actually pronounced, but it's like phenylethylamine. 
Um, so it's just one of those um, molecules, chemicals that naturally gets released in the body um, mm -hmm. and causing that blissful, that love feeling. And so that's in cacao. And again, along with minerals, antioxidants, um, so many things that are really helpful for the body. Actually, you know, just speaking on it medicinally, my dad um, was struggling with high blood pressure and he's been struggling for a while, talked about not wanting to go on medication. And when I went home for Christmas, I brought him a bunch of cacao and I said, let's, you know, let's drink cacao every day together and we'll check your blood pressure and see if it goes down. And within like three to four days, it was going down steadily every single day wow. that we drank cacao. And so, um, that is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, he drinks it every day now, which is just, um, really lights up my heart. So that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, another thing about, uh, cacao, it works really well and combined with, uh, uh other plant medicines like, uh, mm -hmm. mushrooms. Yes. Um, and, and yeah, if you could tell more about that, I believe, uh, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correct. Uh, theobromine is that, uh, the compound mm -hmm. that, that, uh, makes everything more leaky. But, uh, if you have more info about that, uh, that'd yeah. be great to learn. Yeah. So theobromine is, um, kind of the stimulant in cacao and, um, it's not like caffeine in the sense, but it is a stimulant in the body. Um, but yeah, like you said, cacao is really, really synergistic with a lot of medicines and pretty traditionally cacao is drank uh, by the Mayans, the Aztecs, uh, often in ceremony in tandem with psilocybin. And so those two medicines work really beautifully together. Um, and you know, there's a lot of Mayan and Aztec mythology that kind of goes into that. Um, but you know, later on down the road, um, I think it was an Englishman kind of classified cacao once he discovered it, classified it, and he classified it as theobroma, which translates to food of the gods. And he classified mm. it as that because of all the beautiful qualities that exist within cacao. Beautiful. I did not know that story. Yeah. Uh, thank you for all the knowledge. You're um, welcome. And, you know, it's, uh, for me working in this space and, and how it's shown up for me, it's like all of my talents, gifts that came from my challenges, mm. uh, all my experience, uh, just starts showing me my path and, and I start putting a little bit of energy into it. Uh, and it gives me a, a response and whatnot, but <clears throat> for a lot of people, uh, it can be difficult to go from like, Hey, uh, I, I want to uh, work with a specific uh, plan or in the healing space. Um, you know, a lot of imposter syndrome, I imagine, comes up. Uh, I know it has for me at times. And, and so, uh, you know, it's uh, for me also, I, I, I'm going through my journey of working with uh, my own, the, the, my own medicines. I'm having my own experience mm -hmm. and I'm still like, out there, uh, stepping into this space, mm -hmm. uh, for you, I would love to hear how, how has this evolution, uh, of, of all your abilities that you have, your nursing background, all that you bring into, uh, uh, the medicine that you serve, uh, how has that process just been for you? And, and we'd love to learn about that and, 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 and like how, how you work with it and, 
and, and what your plans are with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, the, um, the imposter syndrome is real and <laughs> it's very real when you start to, uh, hold this kind of space, I think for most people. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely been, uh, a journey of actually leaving my nursing career, um, which I did back in October of 2021. <clears throat> and I, I think even going into nursing, you know, at the age of 18, um, going into that study, that track, I always had this desire to serve people and to be in a healing, um, a healing role for people mm -hmm. to be able to help people during really, you know, tough times during really vulnerable times that they might be going through. And I got myself into the line of oncology nursing, which is for cancer patients and mostly focused on leukemia and lymphoma. And then the last three years I was working with breast cancer patients. And as much as I loved that work and being, you know, there for people in that capacity, I just quickly started to notice in the last year um, that the medical system kind of as it stood was not really feeling aligned anymore uh, with the direction I was going. And that was a huge driver in me starting to work with plant medicines myself and getting myself mm -hmm. into the state where I could facilitate these types of medicines for other people because I saw you know, the huge benefits in them, uh, like I touched on earlier medicinally for a lot of plant medicines. And then also, uh, emotionally, spiritually, you know, you're looking at the holistic, um, picture, uh, the holistic version mm -hmm. of a person and touching on all of those aspects whenever you're holding this kind of space for them. And so I think between my nursing background, um, one, just being able to have the knowledge, too, of um, the medical side of things and um, being able to, yeah, um, I think just have that background really has helped me a lot. And then also, you know, have studied in different areas as well. I got my yoga teacher training certification a couple years ago. And so, mm -hmm. um, that taught me a lot on, you know, the body and movement and mindful movement, and then also how to facilitate a class or a space for a group of people. And so all of that's really gone into kind of how I work with the medicine now. And, you know, more than anything else, the more that I've worked with cacao and any other medicine, but the more that I've worked with cacao, it's become very apparent to me that it is a practice and it is a relationship just like any other. You know, if you have a partner or a friend or a family member, it's a relationship that if you want it to go deeper, you have to foster it and you have to care mm -hmm. for it. And so the more that I've worked with cacao, I notice that I'm able to go deeper and deeper and deeper with the medicine itself, both for myself and even for the people that I hold space for. Someone that I hold a ceremony for now, if it's their first time working with cacao, they're probably going to be able to go a lot deeper with the medicine than someone I held ceremony for a few months ago, even. Um, mm -hmm. just cause my ability to connect with the medicine, mama cacao and, um, everything that she has to teach us. Um, it's just really, really expanded the more I work with her. Gotcha. Um, and in the space that you know, you're facilitating with people, 
uh, how does that actually look like? Is, you know, are you doing group? Uh, does the work, is there work outside of like the ceremony that you do? Uh, how have you integrated this practices into, uh, providing value for other people? Yeah. Yeah. It's really evolved over the past year that I've been working with it, but I definitely do group ceremonies. And then also one of my favorite things to do is, uh, offering one-on-one ceremonies. And the reason why I love that so much is because I can get really, really intentional with people Mm -hmm. and I can get really, really specific on what their intentions are for ceremony. So then I can even get it down to what type of music should I play? What else should Mm -hmm. I incorporate in the ceremony, whether it be breath work or some sort of dance or movement, or do I want to serve them hape along with the cacao? Um, You know, do I read certain poetry over them during ceremony Mm -hmm. and things like that? So I love being able to get specific with people one-on-one and it also becomes a much more, for many people, a much more safe uh, place to be really vulnerable because Another thing about cacao is it is a very expressive medicine. And so often I'll lead people through expression, whether that be through, you know, vocal toning or just uh, Mm -hmm. storytelling, or um, it could even just be through crying or laughing or screaming, you know, some sort of catharsis. And so, yeah, yeah, the expressive part of it is really, really um, joyful for me to see and to lead people through. But yeah, so... The one-on-ones I really love or just the smaller intimate groups. Um, and I usually do work with people a little bit before and a little bit after, specifically with the one-on-ones. I'll have them um, kind of drink smaller doses of cacao leading up to ceremony for about a week mm-hmm. or two. And through mm-hmm. getting introduced to her in that way, a lot of times they'll get more clear on what their actual intentions are, what they want out of this ceremony or what they want to learn from her. And Mm -hmm. then I'll get clear on those. We'll have ceremony together and then I'll follow up for integration afterwards. And, um, the thing I love about cacao, I'll just make a note is that it is a really beautiful journey and experience. And it is also integration in and of itself. And so Mm -hmm. we can have integration afterwards, but it's more so just following up. How are you feeling? Has anything else come up since ceremony? Um, but, cacao itself can be integration for other medicine journeys um, because it's so heart opening. It's Mm. so beautiful. It's so in your body, you know, Uh, I've never, uh, I've thought of uh, using it that way. And uh, I'm definitely going to mess with that uh, next time. And uh, you may, you may get a message from me soon. (laughs) Yes, please. One of my favorite things that I've done recently um, I've started working again a little bit in a nursing capacity at this place called Kuya here in Austin. And it is kind of a combination of a wellness center and a medical clinic for um, ketamine-assisted psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I've been able to do recently was actually run a private cacao ceremony for one of our ketamine clients as part of her integration And it was just so beautiful to see some of the light bulbs come on of um, some things that she had come up during her previous ketamine sessions that hadn't really been fully processed yet because it was so in her head or it was so 
ethereal or so abstract and then through the process of cacao which is so earthly um and mm-hmm. like i said so in the body uh for some of it to start making sense um it, it was really a beautiful experience that's awesome to hear and uh uh, is this something that, that you've learned how, how to integrate, uh, use cacao for integration or, uh, you, you, you discover that? I would love to hear more about that. Yeah. It's just something that started to make sense to me. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, um, gotcha. I, I suppose it is something that I learned along the way because something that I just kind of picked up on is cacao has never, it has never taught me something outside of myself, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So with a lot of other, you know, medicines, they're so amazing in what they can show you. And I'll say outside of myself, even though we know nothing is, or I feel like nothing is actually outside of, you know, ourselves. Um, It Mm -hmm. all exists, but um, it feels, like I said, so ethereal or so out there, you know, we're getting images or we're meeting God or we're being shown symbols and things that may not make sense at the time. And those experiences are really amazing. But cacao, it has never shown me anything that is outside of myself. And so it has Mm -hmm. only pointed me more towards a remembrance of who I really am and a remembrance Mm -hmm. of what actually exists within myself. And so it's shown me more of my own heart. It's shown me more of my own intuition. It's shown me more of my own voice and expression. And so for those reasons, I've found that it's really beautiful tool for integration from other experiences because it just brings me back to my body and back to a remembrance of my natural state. I love how deep you've gone with cacao in, in this short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only imagine uh, what you'll know in uh, five years. Imagine ten years. Yeah. And uh, yeah, some some magical stuff. I imagine. Oh, okay. um, mm-hmm. So you got your your papa to uh, uh, sit in a little mm-hmm. ceremony every day of his life. Is what it sounds like with cacao. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if somebody wanted to uh, bring cacao in, in, into their practice, uh, how should we do it? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So um, the, I think the biggest thing is to make sure where you're getting cacao from is uh, a good source of ceremonial grade cacao, ethically sourced. And so uh, some cities will have that available to you. Here in Austin, we have a place called Third Eye Cacao and Meditation Lounge, and they have ceremonial grade cacao from several different, you know, points around the world. Um, I personally, for my ceremonies, use either cacao that Carlos and Michelle will send me, so I probably can't really advertise that because I don't know how other people would get that, but um, their cacao is beautiful. Or I'll use one of my favorites is Keith's cacao, like the guy's name, mm-hmm. Keith. Um, Keith's cacao, it's from Guatemala, uh, which I've had a beautiful experience with cacao and even learning more about the energetics of it there in Guatemala with Keith. Um, but mm. yeah, his cacao, he has a website, Keith's cacao, and, um, you can just order it. It will ship all over the world. And, um, I get really specific on my dosing, uh, when I drink cacao. And so 40 to mm-hmm. 50 grams would be a ceremonial dose. 
And then usually 20 to 30 grams, depending on your body weight and your tolerance, would be like a, a daily dose. So if someone mm -hmm. wanted to start drinking it at home, if you want to weigh it out, I think 30 grams is about two tablespoons if you don't have a scale. And mm -hmm. yeah, just start playing with it at home. You can obviously mix in different ingredients. Um, pretty traditionally, it was drank with cinnamon, um, actually a little uh, like cayenne pepper um, and vanilla. And I will always <laughs> add honey to mine because I have a bit of a sweet <laughs> tooth. So, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, in regards to uh, uh, drinking it, the frequency, do you recommend people uh, drinking it daily, taking some days off? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I. Um, it, it really depends on the person. Um, I drink it almost daily. I'll, I'll take a day off here and there, um, more so just to experience my my body and my state of being without it. Um, but I drink it almost daily, so it's definitely safe enough for someone to drink daily. Um, a lot of people actually will start replacing their coffee. If you're a big coffee drinker, they'll replace it with cacao because, like I said, it still is a stimulant, um, but it's not going to be as harsh um, as the caffeine from a coffee or espresso. And so, yeah, you can drink it daily or a few times a week and... Um, even if you only have, I would say, be intentional with your sipping of it, but even if you only have five, ten minutes, make your cacao, you know, find a comfy seat, a place in your house that you really love, maybe outside, and just set some intentions with your cacao and sip on it slowly. Um, I love to meditate with it. Uh, in the morning, I'll often do hape and then drink my cacao, and hape is a... a type of mapacho tobacco um and mm -hmm. that's a beautiful combination with cacao as well but yeah i think just making sure you take the time to really sit with her um and set some intentions with her is really important awesome that's all really uh good information uh especially if, if somebody wants to bring this into their uh, journey and, and, and develop a relationship to, uh, cacao. Uh, I know for me, I, I go in stages of my life where, uh, I, I have it and then, uh, less typically like how it's been for me with most plant medicines. I work with them, integrate them, then, uh, build a relationship to them and, and then come back to them, uh, uh as, as a tool that I know. But, uh, for me, I, I've definitely, you know, uh, took a lot out of, uh, how personally I can help other people like still continue working ceremony, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, integrating a uh, plant medicine experience, like a, a psychedelic one with, uh, with ongoing with just simply cacao. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and it sounds amazing. So yeah, I, I really look forward to, uh, like I said, uh, seeing what you'll create, uh, with this in the future. Um, I think when <clears throat> beautiful knowledge like this lands on the right people like you, um, that, you know, your, your life's path of like, uh, uh, heal, being a healer from your nursing background and, and just your own life, how it leads you to, uh, work with this medicine and create your own medicine through you. So, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you, uh, taking that risk down to Mexico <laughs> and, uh, and saying yes to, uh, crazy adventures in life. And, uh, 
not, not officially yet, but I do plan to, to do another one, uh, later this year because, uh, they, they, they do magic down there. And, and so it was great experiencing that. But, uh, uh, yeah, Taylor, anything, anything else you would like to share with, uh, people listening, uh, about, uh, about cacao, about yourself, about anything we would, would love to, uh, hear? Mm, wow. Well, one, I just want to say I appreciate the, the invitation to Mexico. And so that's, <laughs> I want to make sure that's said because it was obviously a beautiful start to my journey with this particular medicine. Um, and yeah, just for anyone, you know, listening and wanting to work with cacao, um, I would just say if you feel called to it at all, just do it because she is um, a master teacher and she is powerfully gentle and gently powerful and um, well worth your, you know, your intentions and, and your working with her. And um, I think if you're wanting to dive even a little deeper with cacao, if you've worked with it before, um, one of the main things that I was taught by Keith, actually, if you're wanting to get into the energetics of cacao is all we have to do is get out of our own way. And if we get out of our own way, then the energetics of this medicine of even yourself um, will just open up tremendously. And so I'm excited for anybody who's going to start or deepen their journey with this medicine. Beautiful. And I can't wait to uh, be led uh, uh, through a ceremony by you. That's uh, something that I look forward to. And where can people find you? Um, And if they want to work with you, uh, how would that look? Yeah, absolutely. So probably best way to find me is on Instagram. So I'm um, ambrose.cacao. So Ambrose being my last name, um, A-M-B-R-O-S-E dot cacao. And um, through there, you can kind of see some of the posts I've had on cacao. I think one of my posts even shared how to make a cup of cacao at home. Um, And then in the um, bio, I have my link tree so you can schedule a call with me, even if you just want to learn more about cacao or if you want to perhaps be led in ceremony. So if, obviously if you live here in Austin, happy and excited and joyful to do in-person ceremonies and outside of Austin, I've also led some online ceremonies as well. So I'm open to doing that. So Instagram is definitely the best way to connect. Awesome. Thank you, Taylor, so much for being part of the show. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, everything that uh, Taylor had to share about uh, cacao. Uh, I definitely did. Uh, And I know with uh, where she's stepping into and the work that she's doing, uh, we'll have more of these conversations. And I look forward to that. All right, amigos, have a beautiful day. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Danny. Bye-bye.